Hello, I'm Brett Bradigan, editor of Ojai Quarterly and Ojai Monthly Magazines, with this week's installment of Ojai Talk of the Town podcast. We reach out to Catherine McClelland and Krista Kim of Two Gals Soul School, who have produced the Holy Fuck podcast for three years. Fair warning, if you were offended by frank talk of sexuality and relationships, you may want to take a pass on this episode. But if you enjoy insights into the dynamics and polarities of men and women in relationship with each other, you are in for a treat. Hello, Catherine, Krista, thanks for joining me. Hi, how are you doing? Hi. (laughs) Yeah, I've been uh, catching the podcast on and off for what, it's been like a couple, three years now. And I just wanted to say, it's like, to me, I feel like I'm overhearing the eavesdropping on the conversation <laughs> with the two gals next to me at the coffee shop. It's like being a spy in the house of love. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> That's what we want. So yeah, just tell me how, how, how this came about. What was the thinking process and how has it been going? I mean, you have been consistently doing this for three Two and a half years, you're well into your third season now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, of course, with Catherine and I, everything is very divinely planned. and um, No thinking in this situation. No, no. not at all. <laughs> it actually started... There wasn't an I Ching or I Ching <laughs> divination? Or... Well, I actually It was actually had... at a bar, I think, where this started. Well, before then, actually, because I had had a, an intuitive who had reached out to me telling me, like, she, we didn't even know each other. She reached out to me out of the blue and was like, you need to do a podcast. And I was like, what's a podcast? I, I, mean, I had no idea of anything in that world. And, um, and that was probably about six months before Catherine and I serendipitously ended up in a uh, restaurant together. And we were with a young girl in her 30s and I was in my 40s. And Catherine obviously is in her lovely 50s. And... Um, well, you say obviously. How would I know that? <laughs> well, because we talk about it. I we try to be talking about, about it. it. Yeah. Okay. Obvious to you. Yes. Yeah. And so it was just interesting to have three women in three different decades. And we were really just having a blast laughing at all, everything that we had in common. So the conversation very quickly went to men and our sexuality and our desires for relationship and all of the things that we were all dealing with. And as the conversation went through dinner, it became very apparent that no matter which decade we were in, we were in the same conversation. And so we started to get curious about how many women were in this same conversation about sex and relationships. And so I don't know what happened. I think at the end of the conversation, <laughs> I kind of just looked at Catherine and we were like, oh man, we should have been recording this like dinner conversation because it was so good. And then I just looked at her and I was like, mm, you want to do a podcast? Is this the podcast? And she goes, what's a podcast? So, and then I think it was literally like a month later, we were plugging in the microphones and doing our first episode. Yeah. Did you find any of the tech daunting at first? Or did you, because it sounds good. Your podcast sounds very pop. We still find it very daunting. Every week we have problems. (laughs) That's definitely not our strong suit. No, we have a love angel who who comes by that naturally, who cleans up our act for us before we go public. So, Oh, man, uh, we all need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he is uh, fabulous. I need somebody to clean up my act. <laughs> well, he can't Damn. change the actual 
content. (laughs) (laughs) Only the tech issues. You have to do the other cleanup yourself. (laughs) Yeah. We're working on that. So, yeah, I feel like I'm like at a a somewhat uh, more elevated form of like men's locker room talk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that says a lot. Not not quite as... uh, you know, it's a little rough in there. And of course, as men, we got to snap towels and swing dicks and have to get one over on each other. <laughs> nice. But with the pandemic, I've been really, I just have none of that. I mean, like, you know, no I one's asked to snap with to a do, towel. <laughs> not, not lately. You, do, you can do it with but yourself. Like, uh, That's true. Yeah. Can you? <laughs> yes, That's you right. can. We're talking about everything you can do with yourself at this point. To keep yourself entertained oh and healthy. Oh my, do tell. And we go everywhere that people ask us to go, and sometimes places where maybe they'd prefer we don't. When they, <laughs> there are yeah. a lot of people get implicated on our podcast, and usually by some uh, ridiculously but appropriate names um, that we find for them in the moment. And uh, yeah, we do have some fun talking about all the things that people want to talk about about their sex lives and their relationship yeah. lives and. And mostly ours. And, I mean, mostly, and ours. all the topics come from yeah. things that are coming up for us in our lives and situations that we're finding ourselves in. Now, do you set those topics up beforehand? Okay. Do you uh, discuss <laughs> that? Or are you well, just like, you know what? Let's go this way this week. Or, it's pretty oh, loose. Oh, sure, got this problem with whatever. Do you think we can just hash it out? Yeah, just like is that. Is it like, are you doing therapy on each other? This is what I'm getting <laughs> Sometimes. at. Sometimes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And sometimes we get pissed at each other in the middle. Of- <laughs> <laughs> it usually starts with like us showing up and like, hey, what's happening, you know, in your life this week? Well, and we kind of in. We check yeah. in and then we like, oh, that's a good topic. I bet people would, um, you know, resonate with that. And then we just push record and we go not, you know, normally not knowing where it's going to end up. Some things have gone in some strange directions. We have to admit. <laughs> I think there was only but one. But they are healing. Yeah. They are definitely healing sessions that we do in each other and if you listen to go back to season one and we've had um listeners who have listened from the very beginning and are big fans and they say gosh it's really been interesting to see how far you guys have come in the three years and you know they get to yeah they really get to see the journey of where we started off in certain relationships and how far we've you know come through counseling each other yeah do you do you get in any trouble from your People who you're mentioning in the podcast and the current relationships, <laughs> and do they listen? <laughs> yes. Because I, I found that nobody listens to it. Nobody I know listens to the podcast, so I've been able to get away with a lot. And it's getting a good response, but, you know, except for one or two, you know, people that I know closely that'll listen to one or two podcasts, I'm like wide open. I don't have to, to censor myself or be afraid that, oh, I'm going to hurt someone's feelings or, oh, no, I can't. Can't do this, at least so far. I don't know if it ever comes to that point. And please help me out. If it does, <laughs> if it does happen, what do you do about well, it? We rename people, you know. And the, the biggest problem is, you know, Brett, we live in uh, Ojai. So we live in a small town. So people know who they are, even if we rename them. 
So, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, if we have an episode where we're talking about one of our relationships or partnerships and we're out to dinner, everybody knows who we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we do a really good job of keeping their identity, uh, you know, quiet and mysterious. mysterious. And we never, you know, our intention is never to hurt oh, anybody. No. So we talk, for the most part, very respectfully of the other person. And, you know, the work we do is all about us taking ownership of the situations we find ourselves in and, you know, the things that come up in relationships. So we're not about blaming the other person. We're definitely about, usually. okay, what's my part? Of <laughs> yeah, usually, I mean, own, own your own shit. Yeah, too. but we definitely have, you know, hit some moments of that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but that might be the beginning of the podcast. But usually by the end, you know, it's all about, ah, I actually did that to myself. Yeah, yeah, I do appreciate that sort of candid candidness because I I know as I get older and you know I find women they don't get easier they just <laughs> have not gotten easier and that's not like I'm learning that that's not necessarily a bad thing because it keeps your if we were easy, you'd be bored. Not, you'd easy. be completely bored. Nah, nah I don't think so. <laughs> I'd kind of like to try. Maybe I would be. I've never had a chance to find out. I you guess know, that means me, you have to decide. get easier. Yeah. So when you be, this is yeah. the way the projection works and the work is. Is like when you become easier, we'll you become easier. call in people, you know, other women who are easier. Yeah. Well, I've changed my attitude towards, oh my God, why do they always have to be such a pain in the ass to more like, <laughs> okay, what do I need to do in this situation? Is there any truth to what they're saying? Is there something I need to step back from? And and my assumptions, is it just an irritability that goes along with whatever context that has nothing to do with me? And if so, what can I do about it? Sometimes it's just a simple thing like just just spank them on the ass and everything's good <laughs> right. just to break that chain you know just to get interrupt whatever's going on i'm all about being spanked on the ass but then you got to come back and hold me and be like okay now continue telling me what's upsetting you, you know, there's a balance <laughs> yeah. in, a that. Balance in yeah. that yeah yeah and, you know, Brett, I know that um, it's fun to play the hard ass and the, you know, tough guy and the caveman and whatever it is. But I do know that men have really come to terms with the fact that women are really different. And that one of the reasons for the podcast, we have a ton of guys who listen because they're like, I need to know more about what my woman's doing when I'm not around. And <laughs> what the hell is she telling That's true. friends? You know? You're having conversations with each other that you would never have with your, the men in your lives. Uh, the level of intimacy, or at least no, actually, that I the think men wouldn't get uncomfortable with and try to duck out the door, or turn the game back on, or, hey, what are you saying? Something blah, blah, blah. No, I think, I think guys in our do lives do hear these conversations, but they don't hear what we say to each other, which is a totally different level. Like, yeah. it's, it's a but different that's thing. why they're in our lives, because we can have those type of conversations with them. We wouldn't be calling in partners at this stage in the game that we couldn't, you know, talk honestly with. And, you know, it, if they can't, I mean, they all go into dating us knowing that we do a podcast <laughs> called the Holy Fuck Podcast. So it's like they know that their stuff's going to be talked about. So if they're not okay with that, I think Catherine and I are pretty upfront in the beginning. Like, this probably isn't going to work out because we are not going to go back in the cave and hide who we are anymore. And we're not going to be in relationships with people who, you know, we feel like we need to hide ourselves. You know, Brett, one of our things yeah. is um, deepest thing that we're committed to is authenticity. And it's embarrassing to be authentic sometimes, but it's really intimate. And as we go through our show and some of the things that we say and we don't believe we've just said, 
there's a there's a place that you get to where you realize that it doesn't matter anymore. Like you've 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 said enough things that now nobody nobody really <laughs> is going to ever like be surprised again. Maybe you'll find that out from your podcast too, because you, because in the beginning we were oh so scared God, though terrified. to say so we were like, Did, are we really going to say that? And then we, we would say it, far? and we'd be like, oh, that's okay. And it was just been this every year or every season. I feel like it's this up leveling of how honest you know we can be, and I don't even know if we think about it that much anymore. Like we just yeah, we just the talk. awkwardness is gone. Yeah, or. Just, the awkwardness of having these intimate conversations or, or caring or details or being thinks. vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Brett, I think one of the things that happens in Krista, you, in the beginning, it was like, we would have like a major meltdown the day we did the podcast and then the day we posted it. And then the day someone commented on it and I see our partners go through that same thing sometimes when it is actually about them because it's new and it's an experience of being exposed. But once you go through yeah. it a few times, you're like, this is actually super freeing. Like, now I don't have so secrets. good. It's like, yeah, nothing to hide. You don't have to hide anything. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, the I'm not a big fan of organized religion, but the confessional booth is a good yes. example. You know, they, the folklore <laughs> is that whatever sins you confess to in the confessional, the devil can't use against oh, you. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I like we, that. We like to bring the devil in sometimes, but in a slightly different manner <laughs> than you might be thinking. The about. devil's called the ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is true when we say our truth out loud. First of all, it creates an intimacy with our audience too, Brett. That, um, and because we're taking responsibility for what we're saying, people can trust us. They know that no matter how outlandish what we're saying, and whether however it hits them, they may not really want to do that or have part in that. But they know we're not making it up. They know we're telling the truth. And we they know yeah. this is possible for them too, if they're interested. Sure. I, I'm also wondering and and just try, I'm not sure how to phrase it, but since the pandemic, has your approach to the podcast changed or what you're seeing and your practices. And I want to talk in a minute about exactly what your professional credentials are because they're interesting, but just how the pandemic has changed the state of affairs between yourselves and your partners and, and your patient or your, I don't know, do you call them patients or clients? <laughs> okay. We have to have patience with, with our, our clients. clients. <laughs> yeah. And they have to have patience with them. Yes. I think, I mean, so, for me yeah. personally, the pandemic, uh, my clientele has grown, it's blossomed, um, the need for this type of work. So Catherine and I both have our master's in spiritual psychology, and we both have done a third year of study in consciousness, health, and healing. And, um, you know, I'm really committed to working with my clients. I work with women who are making really, I say, big, sexy, spiritual decisions um, for an epic life. And... Um, is that is that your specialty? Like people have big things coming up and dealing with, and life changes, and yeah, I mean, and life is change, right? And so it doesn't that, matter. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm helping them navigate it through the spiritual lens. And Catherine, you can speak to what you do with your clients. Yeah, my my focus is partnership, which I believe to be a uh, transformed relationship, which means that we get to live um, really freely, openly, and trustingly with each other because we're for each other in a really powerful way. And it gives us, it sort of pulls us out of the survival, crushing, 
uh, I don't know, headbanging aspects of relationship and puts <laughs> us into a place where we really can develop the ability to care for each other much more deeply and intimately. So that's my passion and my power. And the pandemic has given us all a lot of relationship work. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm curious lot. about. What is going yeah. out there? People struggling with this, with this unexpected intimacy where they don't really have a you know, they can't crawl into their cave and lick their wounds because in the cave this with person them. <laughs> is not only around you all the time, yeah, but you got your little uh, cubs running around too, making True. a big fuss and trying to get them schooled. And I just feel like it's really, really stressful, stressful for a lot of people. I'm very lucky, you know, I mean, I, I feel very grateful for my situation. What is I see evidence situation? all around that people are hurting. <laughs> My situation. Oh, I've been with the same girl for eight years now. It's just my life. Fabulous. Congratulations. Yeah. She's a, a medical doctor. She writes a column in the magazine. Oh, well, Dr. we will Beth. check her out. We will. So she's we will whole, add, whole food. That's right. <laughs> Can we chat with her? Yeah. Well, she probably will listen to this episode. So I do want to oh, be careful. Good. This is right up her alley. But she specializes in whole food plant-based medicine that's her yeah she works at the family clinic with mostly underserved populations just to keep her medical skills sharp but she's she's very fortunate she doesn't have to work she works because she has you know all this training and education as a medical doctor and it would seem a shame not to not to put it to work especially for people in the communities that she typically works with uh you know, Medi- Medi-Cal and, and uh, older people and a lot of non-English speakers. And it's just That's like, fantastic. Oh, and it's really her. sweet to hear how you talk about her. Too. But she keeps her. Uh, yeah. Make sure <laughs> good and make sure, uh, you know, so talk to us. So yeah. How are things for you guys during the pandemic? Hotsy. Uh It's been kind of, I almost want to. I'm embarrassed to say, but it's been kind of fun. I mean, like her kids are still has one at home and two who are in college and out in the world. And they all kind of got together. So we've been cooking a lot of, I love to cook. That's my thing. We have been lots of big, big family meals. And, you know, we haven't done any trips. We just went on one camping trip. That's the first time we've been out of the area for six months i mean we got back from england one day before the travel ban which was you know couldn't have been time better so i feel like okay thank god we got that trip in because god knows when we'll be able to take another one like that but i think but i think we're good then we go camping again and it is october here we go and we're hoping that we can get back to some regular i think that's you know what most of our clients are just struggling with or being challenged with this change because maybe they thought they were going to have certain change coming and then those changes didn't happen and then other people thought they were just going along steady and all of a sudden were thrown into a big change so um you know i know Catherine and i we, we have a lot of the same tools we use and some that are very different but um you know the the ideas and the concepts that we work with can really help really anybody it doesn't matter whether we're dealing with health issues relationship issues job and career parenting issues they're kind of these basic ideas that um, we can apply so when a client comes to us for you know for example with Catherine she has somebody who comes with a um, relationship issue 
in the process of working with them, I know she, all kinds of stuff unfolds and, you know, working with the body and all different aspects of, um, you know, life. Yeah, everything's related, isn't it? I'm finding as I get older that you cannot pull one thing out without the whole sweater unraveling when you start (laughs) digging into these issues. I know, like, like the only like I don't do therapy or counseling, except an earlier relationship, marriage. The only benefit I got out of doing sort of the counseling at the end, the group, and not to be uncharitable, but it was like, oh, okay, uh, I'm seeing somebody else reflecting back to me, the therapist, that it isn't working. Um, you can leave yep. in good conscience, get out. You're both better off getting on with your lives. And it was very freeing. I don't know that I would have been able to move on in as clean and clear a fashion had I not had that experience. I think that was, was helpful for both of us to just, okay, you don't, you don't have to make each other. <laughs> but you it. can, you can choose. The one it. thing I was, <laughs> you know, and one of, Brett, you that's yeah, really, people that's do. a really powerful thing you just people said, do. because people don't know how to complete. And so one of the things, and you know, the common current, like current stuff is, you know, uncoupling and conscious uncoupling, but it's really a thing. You can. <laughs> I didn't ever say I like that part of it. That just seems a bit narcissistic. Yeah. No, a bit no, over no, the no. top to me, I, but what sure, it is, go is ahead. People having the chance to really honor the love they have for each other and let go of the relationship that they can't seem to work out. So it's not about either person. Yeah, that isn't right. serving. It's not about either about. person being wrong. And so yeah. many times when we split things up, we feel like we have to break apart the break apart the marriage. We have to do all this. And one of the things that I really work on with my clients is how can you feel the most amount of love while you're still taking care of your life. I'm going to leave this person, but I still have a family. How are we going to treat these kids? How are we going to care for? And so that we don't have so much damage done left, you know, with people lying by the road where it's, we realize that actually we're two incredibly loving people. We're just not it for each other. So how can we keep, keep that going? Stop. (laughs) I I totally, that's disgusting, but I totally get it. Right. And instead, can you soothe the wounds? I see it. Cover them over with some salve. And actually, and then move forward with like um, some confidence. I think, you know, a lot of people lack the confidence or or they know they need to make this decision to move on, but it's like they just can't figure out how to take that next step. So I know that we're really good at helping people feel good about their decisions and finding ways to ease that transition. And then, you know, help build what that next phase of life looks like because it's really hard to you know move forward if there's not anything bright and shiny to look forward to so you have to you know we try to work with people and figuring out what that yeah, is do some do some work yeah. on yourself and i'm sure you yeah. know that Brett, from your experiences it's like when you're single perfect time a lot of my clients come in and out from single periods of their lives when they're really trying to sort out what didn't work there and what was me and and who's yeah. who? What what part of it was me? Well, it's what all that's it what the work is. It's all you. It's all you in our work. It's all you in our world. And the thing is, yeah. is if you don't go back in and clean up your mess, then what happens is you call in another partner, and you start you know experiencing very similar situations, and it just keeps repeating. So we're about helping people not repeat. Yeah, these yeah. patterns, or even to recognize them, and then 
that's the first step. But, you know, I find sometimes even when people have awareness of their shortcomings or their deficiencies in the relationship, it doesn't necessarily give them to po- the power True. to mm-hmm. to fix it. Or it takes a lot of courage to go back in. Just being aware. Yeah, it takes courage to go back in and like yeah. really look at yourself and decide to make changes. And and I would say, Brett, one of the biggest things that we work with people is actually healing. So we go past the past the mental. We go into the body. We go into the experience. We go into. The, we use we use physical, mental, emotional, spiritual avenues to actually heal the thing that you think is holding you back, which may have tendrils all the way through your past. And we go back and we add, you know, the flow of energy that we know how to use because of our experience. Number one, our experience now is getting pretty deep and also our education. So we are able to put all these things together so people can actually step And I think that's one of the things about the podcast that you'll hear if you listen to season one and season two, you'll hear us going through like, Uh whoa, that wild time and then this sort of settling in and then this relationship that didn't work at all and then this one that started to work better and it's because we do healing work we don't just do rearrange your brain wait for someone else to change and we don't rearrange our clients brains we actually invite them into a deeper level of intimacy with themselves so they can be more deeply intimate and trusting of another person that's the idea in the deepest way yeah well, one of the things that fascinates me, um, and I just, you know, have learned this about myself, it's just the polarity of the feminine and the masculine. And, you know, I really go for the girly girls, like that that uh, wiggling, walking, and giggling talk. It just drives me crazy. And it's just like, I get that. That's where I get that the juice. I get it because I go for the total machismo. (laughs) Headed out. (laughs) Yeah, Catherine, you're so much more balanced. The polarity is really. (laughs) You know, I love that you're talking about that because you know I recently came across this thing, which I have never really thought about before or heard about. Is the way that polarity can either be conflictual, or it can be it can bring us together. So it can have the two sides. And I think sometimes when we're not clear about using the polarity for the yummy deliciousness that gets created from it, like you said, the giggle in her talk. And, yeah, I think that generally can take care, care of itself. I think that's just, you don't really have to, to work on that. You just have to be open to it and to let it happen. But when it's like, you know, the opposites uh, to attract in the, in the polarity, it's like magnets yes. that when you flip them around, <laughs> It's just the force fields that repel each other like that. So that's the other side. The, literally the flip side of that dynamic is of masculine feminine is just conflict. And or just such flatness. Or flatness. Yeah, it's, it. it's hard. Yeah. And you know, Brett, also that people yeah. will sometimes find yeah, that place it's, where it's, um, the, the, they switch the dynamic. Like in the beginning, it was juicy and fulfilling. And then from lack of understanding of what each other need, they sometimes end up in the conflict of it. It's like they've turned their backs in some ways, like you were saying in the polarities, and then they repel each other. So women and men knowing a little bit about how women and or men function in the world is really 
like you can you can stop thinking of them as a pain in the ass sometimes, right? Like you can be like, oh, it's kind of cute that she has to <laughs> talk for twenty minutes before she can get to the point. It's kind of cute that she does that, right? <laughs> she's aware of she was like i i remember some conversation not very long ago she's saying well you know i i like went off on one of my stories which i love to tell stories and she's like something about you know <laughs> you talk too much and i'm and i was like Beth, like, what, what are you talking about? You know, in this relationship, what do you think the percentage of time that I talk and that you talk? She goes, 80, 20. And I was like, okay, girl, got it. That's about, that's about right. That's okay. You know, maybe I'm up to 21%. Yeah, you know, and Brett, one of the funny things, though, is men like to tell stories. This is something that we learn about men. They love to tell stories. And they often tell the same one over and over. And yeah, they do. Oh my God. Yes, we do. Really? Again? Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's what do they say behind behind every great man is a woman? Well, we got to feel that roll in the eyes because when it's our turn to tell you all about why we don't want to fix the thing that we need to fix, we're going to make you sit there and listen for like half an hour while we're blah, 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 right? And now I remember having a boyfriend. And then uh, check in every <laughs> once in a while to make sure that you're paying attention. You got to have your stock phrases like, yeah, that bitch at the office. Or, no, no, she didn't do that again, did she? You know, you just like throw some some random, or just you have your pre-approved little uh, phrases you can throw in there. To, well, the truth is, <laughs> well, I think what you're really saying is there's really listening. no yeah. huge amount of content in those words, but she needs your presence. That's what I would say. So you're there. Absolutely. You just not, you do not totally need to engage. That. A strong, <laughs> dynamic, loving presence. Yes, it goes it a does. long way. It isn't what you say, it's just you yeah, being so that's there. that's a powerful say that I have yeah, a... I that. You know, um, and that's why the women are always that's poking right. and prodding. They want to make sure <laughs> that's you're right. there. That's why they're never going to let it alone. They're always going to be. <laughs> and just because you're there you now, you bet we just... still gonna, we're still going <clears> to <throat> test you ten minutes later to make. Are you still there? Yeah. Now, now are you still there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a uh, that I'm sure you've here's a story. I'm sure you've heard about the species of frog, the female of which bumps up against the male frogs until she finds oh, one that won't budge, and then she mates with. <laughs> yeah. <it. laughs> Is that- <laughs> yeah, because we want to know our man isn't going to, you know, there. crumble. And I remember having a boyfriend, um, maybe it's my current one, and he was saying that, um, you know, women. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's your current one. Oh, my God. Now we're really no, going to get all, everyone No, in just trouble. he was like, women are, you know, you call them, you, know, you were using the words, they're crazy, and how do we deal with our manicness? And he just said, that's who women are. They're like, yeah, you said something similar. Did I say that? Get- <laughs> I say and uh, <laughs> you go back and listen. Yeah. <laughs> Well, men are stupid and women are right. crazy. So when we, so if you don't want to like deal with crazy, then don't date women. (laughs) That's the point of it. He was like, you know, women are Mm. this like flow and they're this fire and all this stuff. And he's like, so he doesn't understand when men are like, why are women that way? And they're trying to like change who women are in their essence. He's like, just don't date women then because you're trying to change the essence of who they are. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've also, always I know a lot of gay couples, and there's usually, not always, but the same dynamic. It doesn't change. There's usually one partner who's more 
feminine and nurturing. Well, that happens even in straight relationships. Yeah, he's saying like, like in my current masculine. relationship, yeah. I I even switch. Sometimes I'm more masculine and my partner's more feminine, and then we flip flop. And as long as we are accommodating each other, it works. They call that BDSM or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. Is that I wasn't it? talking sex. Oh, I'm sorry. Power, we're power, talking about power sex. exchange. Power exchange. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think I think um, Brett, you have um, really hit a lot of really important points with us today. It's been it's been this is really fun just having a chance to talk about us for a moment with you. <laughs> you know, and if someone's interested. In yeah. <laughs> well, I'm. Uh, yeah. Well, I I am. I. I sort of paid attention from a distance for a while and you keep doing it and you get seem to be building an audience and getting some traction i just wonder what what is your end game like what are you hoping for the practice now it makes total sense to me that you do a podcast because it goes along with your practice it's like another arrow in your quiver whatever you want to call it it's just expands your brand and gives you uh, another form to discuss these issues and learn from each other and so forth. But what is the end goal? Are you trying to get, get <laughs> yeah. You know, we didn't start this on? with an end goal. We just started with like, we like to talk about these topics and we want to start putting these ideas out there. And yes, it's a great way for, you know, potential clients to hear us and get a sense of us before working with us. And um, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and like so, a calling you know, card. Some people are really scared of going to therapy or to hiring a coach, and it can be um, intimidating. So this is a way that they can, we can kind of like soften them to us. They get to hear that it's not that scary, and they hear us yeah. setting the example of how these tools work. So it's not like Catherine and I are showing up, you know, to this week we are going to be discussing the topic of, you know, projection. We're not teaching, you know, these skills in that way. We're teaching them through experiencing, you know, the, the client or the listeners get to hear an actual happening in our life and a challenge. And then they get to hear how we use these tools to move through it and then ultimately heal it. And I mean, they might not hear it, hear it healed in that episode. I mean, for sure not, <laughs> but they get to hear the unraveling, you know, week after week of how, um, you know, how we've done with that. Yeah. And is it, is it, uh, are you getting good feedback from your clients? Are they uh, enjoying it as fans or is it a, a, like, are they seeing it as an extension absolutely. of Absolutely. And, and it's really funny when we go to a session, I'm sure Chris has had this experience and somebody's like, you know what you're talking about this week? You know, I really need to talk <laughs> yeah. to you about that. You know, and it's like, okay. Or when we have occasionally gone on break or whatever, people are like, hello, we need some more. Where are you? We need- <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I'm with a client and they're going through something. I'm like, you know, you should go back and, and listen to episode, uh, season. Because, uh, like you know, Catherine, I really speak to that. So it's like instead of them having to, you know, spend our their paid session with me to, you know, go through something um, for the first time, I can just send them back to an episode and here, listen to that and then come back and we'll work, work through it. Oh yeah. That that totally makes sense. There's like little uh, signposts or something you can point them to, to say, here's, here's a little insight. If you're really interested in this topic, we talked about it at whatever episode and then 
And that that's could I could see how that would really work. I know I started the podcast because <clears throat> or this podcast because I published the magazines and then the Ohio Hub website, which you should sign up for if you haven't. If we just send out one email a week oh, with all the right. events going on in Ohio. Virtual. Which now is versatile because we're versatile and versatile. <laughs> yeah, those two. Yeah, you were just talking about those versatile energies and dynamics and so forth. But it really uh, has helped give me content from I mean, the stories. Like I interviewed Eric Good, he created yeah. Tiger King, which is a really fun interview. We didn't really talk that much about <laughs> Joe Exotic, but we ended up. Talking about Western <laughs> pond turtles and the Carrizo well, that plane, things that just fascinate me. <laughs> that's dude stuff. Yeah, that's got, that's dude stuff. You wouldn't know My anything about it. Brain just cracked out right there. But she's present. Here. She's present. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that that uh, and it ended up being like, oh, here's uh, opportunity for me to have an excuse to go talk yeah, to interesting yeah. people about interesting things. And uh, that, that well, part, so I would made the list of it, interesting people, um, <laughs> even if I weren't getting the value. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing, uh, of course. So yeah, it's been, been really, uh, an extension of what I do ordinarily, but in a yeah, real enhancement, it it's and, been great. You know, we're finding something similar with us. Some, sometimes we do interviews to push, uh, past some things that we wouldn't necessarily be comfortable doing, but we invite other people to come talk to us about their practices around certain things. And uh, we had a guy who wrote a book called My Penis is a Dick. He was awesome. <laughs> oh, I listened to that one. He that is awesome, right? Stone cold and, you know, character. We don't have that dynamic happening in our life right this minute, but we have someone who does. And then, you know, we have this beautiful woman who um, helps men with, ED issues and she's completely natural and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, the whole joke is, well, all she has to do is walk in the room because she's so beautiful. And, um, <laughs> but the fact is she has an incredibly powerful program. So it's like, we get to do a little PSA work with people who are struggling with issues without them having to admit that they have them going on, you know, they can just kind of, but all of those interviews have like affected my yeah. life. Like I've learned a big piece of something that maybe not in the moment. I'm like, I wasn't going to use that piece of information then, but all of a sudden, like two months later, I'm like, Oh, it's like the unfolding of the information ends up coming back into my life and giving me an aha moment. Yeah. And probably, oh. For sure, for sure, for sure. It just gives us a bit broader just, breadth of experience, not just ours to pull from, you know, and, and a, an interesting referral system <laughs> to people who are having, you know, doing different things in their lives. Like, you want to find out more about yeah. this? We get all sorts of information. So in some ways, a little bit of a clearinghouse where we, we get to sometimes too much information. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> too much, yeah. That's right. Let them sort it out. What's too it's much? Absolutely true. You know, you know, and different. creating a lot of space for people yeah. to imagine so, themselves differently in their life and to imagine themselves being more free to speak. I, I really think the most intriguing thing sometimes is the men. The way men come to us and tell us their stories on the backside, because they don't there's no way to tell it on the front side. And then we've done podcasts that are actual things of people who have come to us with a thing, and then we actually just discuss it. And talk about how we would handle that. And uh, we had one person that was really, really fun who has been kind of communicating with us 
He was like, was that me you were talking about? <laughs> we're like, uh-huh, it was you. But he said he wasn't sure because we did such a good job with, um, yeah, we did such a good job with making sure it wasn't completely identifiable, yeah. that he wasn't sure it was him. And that we thought that was brilliant because we didn't want him to be outed in any way. Um, yeah. But anyway. Well, that, that's one of the really beautiful things about humanity that I picked up. And I don't Oh, yeah. It was, I don't know if you oh, know Kim sure. Maxwell, the acting coach and just wonderful theater person. She's amazing. But in her acting classes, <laughs> which I took one when I first just got to Ojai, I figured because it's just something to do. I don't act. I'm not <laughs> going to. But she, what did she say? She said... Um, well, there's still skills that you learn in those classes that are applicable widely. But she said that, how did she put it? The more specific something is, the more it applies mm-hmm. to everyone. So that made me think of that when you're talking about somebody bringing a situation to you and then you're hashing it out on a podcast episode that this very specific situation to this one person has just wide applicability in almost inverse proportion, the more specific it is to him, the more insight can be gained by everyone. I just always remember that. And I always give him a hard time about that because I don't think she. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe uh, not. Well, and we do. I think we do a good job of broadening the topics, too. So, like, even if we're talking about a relationship issue that we're having and we're you know, discussing what we did to heal it, we are also showing how that same technique can be used in different situations yeah yeah process yeah or just even a way to look at it yeah so t- <laughs> tell me about ohi how did you to get to like chris i remember when i think that when you first got here you started or you just took over from chris and deb at theater 150 was there and just there was some yeah that was about yeah, that time I had, right 2000 well i moved here five, in six, seven, eight, and um I was moving from LA and I had three young kids at that time and I had been doing, um, I'd been a music teacher in the past and, but when I was staying home with my kids, I just got involved doing the musical theater productions at their school in Hollywood. And then when I came up to Ojai, um, I just got kind of the bug to try it again. So um, I went into theater on 51 day and like, can I do a production here? And they were like, sure. And so I started, um, doing children's musicals there under theater 150 well then yeah, the when youth entertainment youth theater, entertainers right? youth, ohio youth youth entertainment studio. Studio. so theater 150 was closing and they gave me that's a great acronym and that way. was oh, mine yes. it was like i was Love laying that. in my bathtub one night and i was like what am i going to call this new theater and it was like spirit just dropped in and was like oh yeah oh yes and i was like okay that's i mean that it was very divinely planned and so the, even just the way the whole theater, um, I came That's to run the theater was divinely planned because I, um, you know, I was working under Theater 150, but I was having, I invited my friends over and I was like, you guys, I want my own children's theater. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but this is what I see and this is what I envision. And they were like, That's amazing. And that was on a Friday. And on Sunday, as I went into the theater, um, Chris pulled me aside. He's like, I just want to let you know that the theater is, Theater 150 is closing and they want to know if you want it. And I was like, my jaw was just on the floor. And you know, I, I had some really big hurdles to overcome taking that theater over. There was um, definitely a massive bank loan sure. on it. And had I not 
invited my friends over and professed to the universe that this is what I wanted to do, there's probably no way I would have taken over Theater 150 because of the, the money issues. It would have seemed too big. But because I had proclaimed it, can't miss. Haven't you seen the producers? <laughs> so it was just like, but it was that thing of like, I asked for it. And so even when it came and it had this big challenge, it was like, I knew I had to just say yes to it. And I knew that somehow it would all work out. And, you know, it did. Yeah. Still around. Well, yeah. it's still in existence. Are, no, you, are you associated no. with it in any way? I nurtured it. Compl- just, and then just it's nurtured I, it, um, got it out in the world. Right when Catherine and I were finishing up our, uh, I guess, our third year of study, that's when I um, had been stepping away from the theater and turning it over to the two women who run it now. And that's when I started into my Dana and Meg. Yeah. Dana, Dana yeah. and they're Man, amazing. Okay. They've done they're, they're, such they're sweet. A, they've I done such a great work job with them. With it. And, you know, it was just it was just also with them taking over. It was just like right as I was like, how am I going to step away from this and step into my coaching business? And it was like, you know, they were just there to like swoop in and take it. And so um, I was just really grateful that it was all able to continue. Yeah. Oh well, good for good for you. That really worked out. So and Catherine, story. how so, did you? Um, what's your Ohio story? Moved here in November. It was 106 degrees. I almost went back to Santa Monica. Ooh, almost went back to Santa Monica. Back in like, the 99. Um, but I had a su- yeah. couple stepkids here. And then oh, a two-year-old. And, you know, you arrive. And then um, I became involved with the Symphony of Life Spiritual Center. And I was the minister there for seven-ish, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. Probably around the same time Krista was in the theater. <laughs> And how did that work? Is that like a is that like a typical mm-hmm. uh, a congregation where you you know have your studies during the week and you got your services two, yeah, two was, services um, on Sunday? It was one service one? on Sundays, and we did a meditation uh-huh. before. You know, there was a, a lot of little things. We did classes during the week. We did all that kind of stuff. But you know, the foundation of it is spiritual, not religious. So it's everyone's come come here. Yeah, but it's not even non-denominational because there's non-denominational. no denomination. Like it's just it's just a place to practice your spirituality, to come together to celebrate with joy and love and experience people in that same space. And we have amazing stories of having people show up and thinking we're doing something that was, you know, on the dark side and having their vision shifted and seeing that it was really an <laughs> yeah, like serious stuff, interesting stuff. Really? So it was fabulous. It was powerful. I loved it. I loved being in the leadership of it. Mm. And I I just literally burned out after um ten ish sort of, I don't know, eight to ten years. We did some big events in Ojai called Living Peace that were really big peace events, weekend long peace events that were huge. And it was super fabulous. And then I was just like, oh God, I'm I'm so tired. So, um, yeah, there's a moment. I know. I think for both of us, it was a personal, uh, there was big things happening in our personal lives. No, we met in LA. Did you know each other this whole time? And we met in LA. Is that hilarious? At school. We met in our third year of school. Yeah. So we were, yeah. We didn't even commute down there together. We were, (laughs) I don't even think we knew each other that much in that third year. No. You know, we said hi and stuff, but we weren't, um, and we were, it was really the year after we um, graduated school that we continued to meet. 
but you knew each other had some connection to Ojai in that. Yeah, we knew we both lived in Ojai, but for some we reason we just didn't together. really like go have coffee or anything. Yeah, circles. no. Run in she the same circle. Cool um, <laughs> <laughs> we had two I different groups so. of cool kids. But the, at the cool kids table. Anyway, but yeah, yeah but we I suddenly, uh, we actually decided we wanted to go deeper with our studies. And we were the two that wanted to do that. And so we started doing it in my house because we didn't, Krista had a bunch of little kids floating around still. And uh, <laughs> my kids, my kids were older. So we started yeah. studying together and it, that was part of what really led to the podcast too, is that we developed our own intimacy with each other because, you know, you come together to study, but you also share your lives. Women do that, right? We, we never not do that. So that's, we got this deep comfort and intimacy with each other that led us to be able to talk like this and forget we have an audience for a while, thank mm-hmm. God, you know, until, until someone <laughs> responds to what we say. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> It's always, for me, it's always something I mispronounce. Oh, you know, it's, no, somebody else say, no, that's plebeian. Well, I would say I'm the mispronouncer. Oh my God. Is that that all? It's yucking away for an hour? Yeah, some people are just very hellbent on finding the problem and they will do it. Yeah. Well, if it gives them some joy, then who am I to deny that to them? So I'll deliberately mispronounce words just because I know that they'll get a get <laughs> I'm going to say this word for David. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's powerful. It's it, And it, it is interesting to hear the feedback. It's so fantastic to have people say, hmm, really? Is that what you think? And, you know. Oh, I've definitely had people who reach out to me and they're like, they'll go on and on and on about how much they loved the episode and they're, they're full-time listeners. And then after they talk about how much growth they've had from a certain episode, then they're like, they'll finish it off and go, but I really think that you, um, you know, told too much of your personal right. life. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting because you just had this huge experience, this huge awareness of it. But then they got really uncomfortable that I t- told too many details. I'm like, sorry, yeah. not sorry. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, you know, what's, if you were to go by the harshest mm. critics, how different would our lives be? We wouldn't how do, I wouldn't do anything. I would not try anything. Small. Would, mm-mm, mm-mm. And so we've really get had out of bed, to move our, I mean, we, we were definitely scared in the very <laughs> beginning coming out with a podcast called the Holy Fuck Podcast. I mean, both of us knew that was going to like ruffle some feathers. And we were like, this has to be the title. Yeah. But it also screens out the people who are <laughs> yeah. you know, the blue-nosed finger-waggers. Well, the other problem get them out of the way. They'll know not to show uh, up. Which yeah, is a and it's major <laughs> problem for us. Um, no. It doesn't matter. Oh, so now you put an asterisk no. in there. Is that how you get around that? It just finds oh, everything. The algorithm yeah. finds everything. Just, so we had- just catch you, huh? Now wait a minute. They, the, how many years did it take them to get Alex Jones off Facebook? And they, they caught it in December. Year fuck uh, December of last year right. was when it just got uh, impossible. Like up until then, they messed with us a little, but we were okay. It was just we couldn't ter- go anywhere. Terms of service is that the we can't boost any posts. We do anything. The term we of art even for- barely comment on a post because they would say that is. <laughs> Against our community, it's related to yeah, because it said the Holy Fuck podcast. Like we, it was we were just had our hands tied behind our backs, and that was. 
So that was the, now you've changed the name <laughs> or you're adding yeah. the subtitle. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Two, two so we, I mean, we're school. under the name Two Gals yeah. Soul School because yeah. we do chakra workshops and things like that with people. And so we just decided to kind of flip the influence of the name. So we would put the Two Gals Soul School on the top and the Holy Fuck podcast on the bottom to try and get ourselves from. But if you go listen to us on Spotify, oh, okay. it, it is working. And does it work? Yeah. Yeah. Does it work? Are you able to boost your posts and get? We're still the, not monetizing. You know, back to your. Okay, that's good. <laughs> no, well, hmm. well, and unless you I count your clients, how many clients I've, True. yeah, how many clients have come through that venue for me has been good, right? Yeah, well, the value added is a way that I'm looking at it. I'm probably going to start doing sponsorships, but tasteful ones. The numbers are at a point where I feel confident. You know. Cool. getting people to go along for the ride and it's going to be a little different than a typical uh you know like i listen to a lot of mark Marin. i listen to pod save america obama bros i listen to joe rogan if he has an interesting guest and you know they're all different their approaches to the advertising and, <laughs> but joe rogan i can just skip the first seven or eight minutes because i know but Mark Maron's much more clever. He'll work him into yeah, his stick. It takes so much work have to his sponsor do all message. Of that. I think Catherine and I are just and like, like, oh, when we, whenever we've tried to like go into that world or think about it, it just kind of sucks the joy out of the podcast for us. So I think this year we just decided like, screw that. Think so and, like, yeah, let's just get I, there and yeah. show up and have fun and put our content out and not worry about it. Whoever's supposed to listen will find their way to it, and let's just keep the fun in it. Yeah. Now, have you done any research or seen the stats on who is your audience? Like, you know, the gender it's breakdowns. Pretty 50, and 50, maybe a little bit more women, but I think we've been stuff. surprised at how many men are listening. And age is all over all the place. place. I mean, obviously, I think it's yeah. all over the place, but um, that's you know. good. It's not all lumped up at the top. Oh, though not for oh ohi is a, a very well i don't even you know, think most of our listeners are ohi here but you have your audiences no, i think it's are in, in ohi yeah we that's do. true you have a pretty pretty yeah. global field or potential audience and I, i'm finding that um you know i thought podcasts were pretty saturated market but i'm learning that there's still 40 percent of people that Almost never, I'm in that never 40%. Podcast. That's <laughs> we don't have billions of people. So yeah, we times we're too busy. Yeah, producing. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, well, thanks for taking the time to come on mine. I think we're going to reach that that omega <laughs> point soon, where everyone has a podcast and, and everyone no one wants a guest to listen on everyone else's podcast. No. Well, what would you? I don't share think if that's a bad thing. Podcast. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It depends on the questions, and uh, I'd probably talk about some very embarrassing moments in my life. It's like some kind of a public exercise. And then you could tell everyone That's you survived, hilarious. and so no one else would ever have to be afraid. Well, I don't know. Catherine have I? Wait I for one. <laughs> you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wave my wand. Around. I always get in trouble. So I'm very funny. Very careful. Very funny. Well, this. 
And so, um, what is the anything else you feel we should talk about? We're coming up on an hour, and I know you've been very generous with your time, and I I really appreciate it. But you know, if you think of anything else you want to say, or any shout outs, or uh, you know, anything promotional, oh, or yeah, where, we can where do that too. Can, I just wanted learn to more. say that one of the things about us is that we try to accentuate the positivity and the playfulness that is available to us in relationship, in life, in sex, in joy. And sometimes, especially this year, it's really felt like people um, have struggled with that piece of life. And just to be able to bring that in and be lighthearted and to just push people a little to an edge, because we're pushing ourselves to an edge, and they're really a pleasure, and it's the gift that this has given us. And that intimacy with our audience has been lovely. And so, yes, we love coaching. We're both coaches, and I'm at um, Catherine McClelland, Catherine uh, Catherine McClelland, that is me, dot com. Um, Catherine with a K, uh-huh. Catherine McClelland dot com. And also, Catherine you know, with a K. Instagram, Catherine McClelland Coaching. And Krista. Thank you. Cool. Now, I'll put that up in the notes when I post the episode. But just so you know, it will be a little bit before I get it up because I'm kind of like ahead. A I try to come out with yeah, one a week we and you, I get it. on deadlines and it's hard. So I'm trying to get some in the can. So um, I try to st- stay away from anything too topical because I wanted to have a longer shelf life. And that's one of the very, really gratifying things that I'm finding is that every time I post up a new episode, I see that some of my older episodes get, you know, fresh listens. And I think that's, that's how you build an audience is, you know, very grassroots. Are you finding that as well, that you pick up somebody... Uh, new, and then they go back through your archive. We and do. Oh, we absolutely. Because they, you know, if they jump in at a current episodes and then they run out, and all of a sudden they're like, what else have they got? And then I usually try to get them to go back to the beginning because I'm like, just start at the beginning, yeah. go on the journey. I mean, we were ridiculous. <laughs> got, a, got a progression. Yeah. I mean, we had so much drama happening in our lives that I don't. You know, I don't even know if I could go back and listen at this point because I'd probably be so embarrassed. But I thought that's the probably to humble yourself. And I just, you know, I think it's fun for them to go back and hear all the stages. Yeah. And (laughs) yeah, absolutely. We'd appreciate it. I think I will do that myself. I've listened to a few (laughs) of the new ones, especially now. It's all good. Juicy stuff. You can find me at and Krista. Where do we find you? And on Krista with the K. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Krista Kim Coaching. Okay. Uh, Ladies, thank you for your time. This has been really, really fun. And I'll uh, post this up and give you uh, a shout out. I guess we should also say that you can find us at twogalsoulschool.com. That's uh, the podcast. Yes. And um, we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. I well, like you can that. find it there too. I like Holy either, Podcast better, but either way, we'll get you Soul School. It's pretty, pretty good. But if good you're looking too. directly on Spotify and yeah. um, all the different iTunes and that type of thing, Apple Podcast, you'll you can. I think it's, it's all Holy Fuck Podcast. Holy podcast. Yeah. yeah, Apple, because we're attached to the name too. <laughs> we that name nice. got maybe me more than us. Catherine. It took us. It took us <laughs> yeah. two weeks. It took us two weeks to decide to choose well, that true, name. Well, it's true. Truth in advertising. I was like, huh? Yeah, I'm a minister. 
I can't use that. I was like, Catherine, I got the name of the podcast. She's like, what? And I was like, um, the Holy Fuck podcast. She was like, you're fucking crazy. We're not. No way. And then we kept spinning names and names for another week or two. And finally, I was like, well, which name when you look at the whole list really stands out? And she's like, the Holy Fuck podcast. And I'm like, bingo, let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a real pleasure. Well, thank you for having us. All right. Uh, All right. Guys, take care Thanks. and we'll see Spread you around the campus. Just thinking out loud, relationships are the essence of existence. All birth is a joining, all death a recycling of forms into different relationships. And through our relationships, we can glimpse this eternal return. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, listening to these women is like eavesdropping on a very intimate conversation between two close friends. I find the differences between the sexes, the dynamics of feminine and masculine, endlessly fascinating. I hope you do too. That's it for this episode of Ojai Talk of the Town. We'll keep an ear out for you.